Now, Malcolm's aware we're about to do this. Um, we've issued a challenge to Julian Hill following a recent chat with Senator Roberts. Um, he wants a debate with Julian. Malcolm, I know you can hear this. Here is what Mr Hill said. Oh, oh Malcolm. Um, I'm, I don't understand Malcolm. I've met him a couple of times. He's a very polite little man. Like, he you know, seems like a nice enough chap. But the stuff that he writes and he says is just mad. I don't think you can debate that kind of irrationality, mate. Well, but how so? Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. No, no, that's I'll, okay. I'll it's, I mean, I know you're not being... Expose your back. That's okay. But when you say you don't think you can... Because his argument is, oh, I have the data. I have the empirical data. I've done the research. I'm I'm well-read. I understand what I'm saying. I have a lot of people who agree with what I'm saying, but nobody will debate me on it, whether it's a, you know, whether it's climate scientists or those opposite in politics. He, he claims that no one has the kahunas to take him on in a debate. Yeah, look, the research is really clear about people like Malcolm Roberts. There's this very small, hardcore minority, probably about 10% of the population, who believe what they believe. They cherry-pick statistics. They quote them. They don't deal in real facts and evidence. They're not climate scientists. They don't follow the scientific method. They won't be subject to peer-reviewed papers. They just pick random stuff and keep saying it. And you, you can't change their minds. You can't debate them. Okay. I've had to accept. They troll my Facebook page. We've all just had to accept. You have to leave that 10% alone. You can't do anything with it. Mate. All right, we'll leave it there. Malcolm Roberts, good morning, Senator. Good morning. How are you, Marcus? I'm well. I'm one. Them's fighting words uh, from Julian. Hey, Not at all. He's just surrendered. He, he, he stayed away from the science. He wouldn't debate, give me any facts. He came up with ridicule. He made accusations of cherry-picking, not scientific, peer review. I mean, Marcus, these are appeals to logical fallacies. That means he hasn't got the science. If he had the science, he'd trot it out and he'd debate me. He'd, he'd wipe the floor with me if he had the science. But he can't wipe the floor with me, and he knows that because I have the science. And so whenever someone you know, yells out a label at me or something like that, I say, thanks very much. <laughs> you have just confirmed that you can't can, you can't uh, counter my point. So thank you. I've just won. And by the way, Marcus, I'm still waiting. I am still waiting for anyone to provide me with the empirical scientific evidence that proves uh, carbon dioxide from human activity affects climate and needs to be cut. Still waiting. All right. Well, look, you're a good sport because, I, look, you know, on this program, we are a broad church. And I do like hearing points of view for the climate change debate against it. And you're obviously against it. You think it's a waste of taxpayers' money. You say that we pay exorbitant amounts for our energy needs, around $1,300 a household per each household. year. Yep. Yeah, In per order year, to, each yeah. year. All right, well, Crazy stuff. The Prime Minister has done uh, a dirty deal, and we have the Deputy Prime Minister now looking after the country while Scott jets off. Are you saying the dirty deal is that uh, the, Prime Minister, the Deputy Prime Minister is looking after the country? Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, clever. Yeah, that's true, too, uh, to be perfectly honest. Anyway, that aside, um, ironically, Scott Morrison is jetting off. Uh, he's taking two Air Force jets with him because of COVID. He doesn't want to land anywhere, so he needs to refuel. I wonder what the carbon footprint will be from these two jets in the air uh, winging their way to Glasgow. Yeah, it's huge. There's so much hypocrisy in this, uh, Marcus. You know, they should be able to do a Zoom call, shouldn't they? But, you know, the, what's the point? We, 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 we've got the world's leading producer of carbon dioxide, China, 
not attending. We've got America attending. But then we've got the, se- the third highest producer of carbon dioxide, India, not attending. The fourth, Russia, not attending. Fifth or sixth, Brazil, not attending. South Korea, a major industrial organization country, not attending. They're basically saying, to hell with you lot. We've got this so-called Paris Agreement that they all signed back in 2015. You know what the Paris Agreement says? Tell they me. Fail to make, they fail to make an agreement. So the Paris Agreement says, go home, do whatever you want to do, we'll agree to it. And so China said, no, we're not doing anything until we might consider it in 2030, but if we've finished our industrialization, we'll, we'll consider it. But we may consider it in 2030. The China said a oh, big I- stuff, you. So, I mean, no one has signed this. Australia came home and said, we're going to gut our economy and we're going to be looking really good and, and so we'll destroy our economy. We will export our coal to China. We'll export our jobs to China. We'll subsidise them for their wind turbines and solar panels. You know, back in, back in 1942, the Japanese dropped bombs on Darwin. John Curtin, the Labor Prime Minister, back when Prime Ministers had some guts and integrity, did not send a check to the Japanese government saying, here's the subsidy to help you destroy our industrial capacity. That's exactly what we are doing now to China. Communist China is destroying our country's industrial base by subsidizing our, by, by bringing down wind and solar. We are subsidizing them, which raises our electricity prices, which exports our manufacturers to China. China takes over our manufacturing. I mean, this is absolutely insane. All right. Well, um, at least Scott Morrison, I'm led to believe, will refuse a US and European-backed pledge for a 30% cut in methane emissions by the end of the decade at the Glasgow summit, fearing it will lead to the culling of herds and forced shutdowns in parts of the agricultural coal and gas industries. At least someone's thinking of the cows. <clears throat> Marcus, Marcus, <laughs> you've been fooled, mate. You've been well and truly fooled. All this right. is already happening in our country. It's already happening. When Scott Morrison, uh, for example, you can't trust the man. He, he stands up in Parliament and holds a lump of coal aloft in what was it, 2017, I think it was, and every single policy he's put in place in the four years since has undermined the coal industry, either directly or indirectly. We have already got enormous areas of Queensland shutting down, destroying our prime agricultural areas, beef raising areas, we have got these areas turned over to foreign uh, superannuation funds that we pay taxpayer money for. It's an amazing investment. It's called carbon farming, and it's complete rubbish. What they do is they just let the land rot, and they they let the noxious weeds and, and feral animals take over, which adds extra cost to the people next door who are trying to manage this. We also have a huge increase in the land values because of this carbon carbon trading, and then the other landowners around have to pay increased rates as well. This is just, this is locking up, destroying prime agricultural land. It's insane what's going on in this country, and taxpayers are paying the bill for this, and then we lose our food production capacity. Marcus, this is already <laughs> gone, mate. It's already shot. We've got to undo it all. All right. Well, uh, I mean, you and your, what, 10%, uh, whatever uh, Julian said you had of supporters, um, uh, what chance are you? Well, we've actually got the, the some of the surveys being done in America especially, but uh, in yes. Australia too, so that um, most people don't believe this nonsense. Over half do not believe it. They're not willing to pay for it. And so we will just let the science eventually come out. It always does. The truth always comes out. 
But until then, Marcus, I'm still waiting. And by the way, mm. I challenged Larissa Waters, who's the leader of the Greens in the Senate, to a debate. She and I and uh, other people were on a panel in uh, Brisbane in a forum on the 10th of October, 2010. That's 11 years ago. Yep. I, while I was on the panel, I stood up <laughs> and I said, I challenged Larissa Waters to a debate on the science, climate science, and on the... the um, the, the corruption of climate science. Yeah. You know, I've never seen her move so quickly. She jumped to her feet and said, I will not debate you. No and one then, wants uh, to debate you. They think you're nuts, no, Malcolm. They then, think then, you're then, crazy, Malcolm. Then on the 9th of September in uh, <laughs> right. 2019, yes. uh, I, I issued the challenge again to the Greens in the Parliament. It's now day 780 since right. then. They have never, ever uh, provided the evidence for their for their economy wrecking policies, they've mm. never ever did, uh, ch- accepted my challenge to All debate right. them. Seven hundred and eighty days. There's no one because they haven't got the evidence. Fair enough, Malcolm. Always good to chat. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Doug is a fan. Uh, hi again, Marcus. I heard your discussion with Julian Hill, and what a clown he is. Of course, <laughs> he won't debate Malcolm Roberts because Malcolm has the facts. Julian is like all you lefties. He is just an echo chamber for the left and has no facts to back them up. He also reverts to the usual lefty technique of calling everyone who has a different opinion a derogatory name. Uh, I'm one of those right-wing nutjobs, and I'm proud of it. I would rather be a right-wing nutjob than a lefty loony. I don't know whether that's an attack on Julian Hill or me. Or both, probably both. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Well, Marcus, Marcus, at least you you've got something that uh, the the rest of the learning left don't oh, have. You what? have got the guts. You have got the guts to entertain someone having a different different view, uh, and and you're open to the evidence. And what I'll do one day when we meet, when the bloody lockdowns are finished, yes, yes, yes. I'll, uh, I'll we'll, we'll we'll meet up and I'll have a talk with you. All right, look forward to that. Same Thank you, very mate. Much. We'll talk soon. All the best.